for me, it's always like, can I defend this with my life? If if somebody were to, if somebody was to go, that line, you sure about that? I want to be able to go, yes, yeah, that is the one. Hello and welcome again to Tapping the Flow. That was the voice of singer-songwriter David Ford. Uh, David Ford, I met on the road in America when I was touring with Mike Rosenberg, Passenger. Um, I think we're talking 12, 13 years ago. And he had this incredible carload of stuff, like his keyboard piano thing was a loop station, and he just blew me away with the ferocity and delicacy of his performance. It's like... uh, it was surreal to see that because I, I often feel music like that and, and I think that he's the embodiment of something in music that I really adore and that is just truthful, honest um, and challenging in many ways, yet inviting and David was so gracious in coming on the show and giving me some time to talk about the ins and outs of his songwriting process, which as you will hear in the episode is radically different from mine. I'd like to think that we end up in a similar sort of place where the ideas have a completion to them. It's one of the things I chase in the song is for the journey of the song to be complete. And David certainly has that in spades. Uh, I do hope you'll go and check out his music. If you're not already fans of his, you're soon going to become fans of his. He is one of the brightest and most entertaining people in this global music community in which we are all finding ourselves. Um, uh, So... Thank you so much for tapping the flow. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Before we get stuck into the conversation, here is a song by David Ford.
judgment arrived. He said I was the last one to see her alive. Get your story in check, boy. He said I slapped on the cuffs. All I had was the truth. The truth. One, two, one, two, right, I'm recording my end. Where have you gone? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Are we all good, man? We're recording. Yeah, I think we are we are rocking and rolling. Let's let's consider this the first press of the loop pedal then. Okay. Because <laughs> that's on. The, it's on, it's on. Where do we go from here, man? Uh well, usually first press of the loop pedal is when the panic ensues and it's like, actually how yeah, what what am I what am I playing here? Yeah. I know, man. It's a funny one. Like, I have blown myself off the stage with loop pedals in the past. And, and I, I fucking, I love it, man. It's like, it's like opening the door to anything, any possibility. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Hopefully not indifferent. Good and bad, I'll take. Um, yeah. I use it as a tool to write songs, you know, very much so. But I wondered about yourself with your songs. I wondered if you'd used it to write the songs or if you translated your songs into loop pedal versions afterwards. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely... Yeah, I, I sort of don't use anything to, to write songs. Uh, tool, I suppose the only tool I maybe use is a pencil. Yeah. Is is kind of my, my only instrument for, for writing with. I, I try wherever possible to to write songs um, just using my, my mind and imagination and sort of humming songs to myself and then later sort of try and work out how to how to play those, uh, which which usually works for me recently in in recent years i've sort of started to kind of incorporate different different ways of of writing so sometimes i will from time to time you know sit at the piano and just sort of and tinkle and and come up with come up with things but um but that that's a fairly fairly recent development largely due to the fact i don't have as much time as i used to to just sort of wander mm. aimlessly through the world and just hum little tunes to myself now that i'm a i'm a i'm a parent and particularly during lockdown uh, yeah well i'm now a full-time full-time parent uh yeah so. how, how many kids how old just just one she's four uh-huh but um but it's, it's weird i can't i can't do that thing where I, I basically if i'm looking after her i can't do anything else you know i'm she's she's my 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 
entire focus, which, I don't know, maybe that's bad for her. Maybe it would give her some sort of, like, um, <laughs> Jesus complex uh, oh, as she man. gets older. I think you're lucky to be able to take advantage of that, you know. I, I've got a kid, he's eight years of age, and... It's, we've homeschooled them all the time. That's, that's like, right. that's that's what we do. And I think it's so involving and so beautiful. And the worst thing you can do is not enjoy that time. Yeah. You know, and I think if you're invested in that, it's a wonderful thing to get back and to give and stuff. I think the age of four is a wonderful age as well, right? She's it's getting a, a personality age, yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, she's had a personality since, since she was about six months old. She's uh, she's She's quite an incredible little person. And um, yeah, like I say, this is a this is a time of her life that obviously I would have been, I would have been involved with, uh, you know, obviously very closely involved as as, as her father. But um, yeah. you know, just just to be just to be hanging out as much as, as we are and, uh, and and spending all this time together at at this age where she, you know her her language and her sort of understanding of the world is is really developing, and she asks so many questions, but not in like an annoying kid way. In this in this way that I'm just so. I'm so excited to try and answer all her questions about uh, oh, dude. Yeah. about the world. Is that how your songwriting brain talks to you? In in questions, um, I'm not sure about that. I, I definitely, I, I definitely, as a songwriter, like to base everything first and foremost about about um, that which feels important or significant to me. Which is why I write a lot of songs about. Um, news and current affairs and you know a little bit about sort of politics or, or the world and I suppose the other thing I write about mostly is is sort of matters of the heart I suppose you would call it yeah um, just because th- these these seem to be the things that really for me anyway as an individual uh, feel like they're significant in in life it's 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 what you know personal matters to do with to do with oneself and and you know love and hate as Leonard Cohen put it, um, mm-hmm. and then the, and then the other one is is sort of like you know the world and how it fits together and just sort of like a fascination in, in how 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 people and the and the and our systems and the different countries and how our, how our, how our politics uh, influences the way that we interact and the injustices that come along with that. Mm-hmm. So I suppose really. Pretty much every song I ever wrote can fall into one of those two two categories. Yeah, well, I guess they cross over in many ways as well, don't yeah. they? A lot, a lot of it's about respect and uh, acceptance as well in both, yeah. both sides, yeah. So mm. I think, you know, there, there's one of your lyrics actually that I, I wrote down here because it, it's always hit me, even when I saw you playing many years ago, it's um, from To Hell With The World. So when victory right. comes at too heavy a price, well, there's honour in choosing defeat, like the boy who was given the keys to the world and decided to sleep in the street... That, that to me sums up my relationship with making music, right. you know, because I think I've, I, I'm talking about songwriting and stuff and being true to yourself and pure and writing what you want to say yourself. Sometimes there's a danger in doing that, you, that you alienate the general wider world, but you're still being true to yourself. And I think that I've chosen to do that and elected to do that. And I'm quite happy to be sleeping on the street. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was... Uh, uh, that line was fairly uh, unabashedly, uh, you know, about that decision to to reach a, a crossroads in in a in a musical creative sense, and I think it's a crossroads that everybody reaches at some point who who you know decides to live a life of song where there's a there's a commercial path and then maybe there's a more uh, artistic path and for some people they're the same path so some people like naturally mm. are very are very 
driven in a very honest, creative way to, to do things that, that also happen to be very commercial sounding and commercially successful. And I have no disrespect for, for that. Uh, for that. So in fact, I'm, if anything, I'm quite envious of the yeah. fact that my, that my own, you know, for, for me being a, the decision to, to, to try and make music that, that was, uh, that felt honest and sincere and, uh, and, and what I really felt I had to do coming to terms with the fact that that wasn't going to be a very commercially successful venture uh was wasn't too wasn't too difficult for me yeah yeah but but, that, but that's what it's that's that's what that that line is about it's it's about yeah i figured that and then it goes on to say to hell with the world i still love you my girl you, you've been crazy to stay by my side so let's stand and let's sing there are these beautiful things if you know the places they hide and like man i cry when i hear that i really like it oh, gets me yes. because i can totally associate with that i would prefer to be magically endowed in a field on my own and celebrated with half nothing in front of a thousand people or yeah. whatever you know what i mean um and you this song is a song you were playing when myself and mike rosenberg were on the road in the states i think it was yeah. 2006 or something like that uh i think it was probably a little later than that maybe i, I don't remember no it, was, it could be 2008 yeah, actually like yeah, yeah yeah but um yeah it would have been it would have been quite new around that time because i think because that that song ended up going on my third album but i think i was sort of touring my second album at the time uh the the diff, the very difficult second album as as, as we <laughs> call it and and actually that that tour I was, I was telling you before um has since become known in in my own small folklore as being the humiliation tour <sighs> oh man well i think you inspired us because we followed you in the same sort of path <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing it's, it's an incredible feeling isn't it you load up the car and you go do all these gigs and nobody comes man and yeah yeah I, I felt really bad for you I've said this to you man and I saw I saw you were putting your heart and soul into it and I still now to this day love the fact that you poured your heart and soul into it no matter what even if it was just you on the stage you were going to have a good gig do you know what I mean like yeah you have to have that well I, I kind of I feel I feel about it the way like play, playing small shows I have I have absolutely no problem, and I take no for me. There's no source of shame singing songs to. I think our Atlanta audience was twelve. Yeah. Uh, which which actually was a decent turnout for me in Atlanta because I'd never set foot in the in the city before. But you know I have I have absolutely no problem giving those twelve people the absolute bloody show of their lives. You know, and that mm. that for me is the is the thing. It's like there are twelve people here who will, you know, you go out onto the stage and you think this these 12 people will remember until their dying day the show they saw on this evening and it's there's no for me it doesn't make a difference like what difference mm. does it make if there's a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand you 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 put on the show you you know you owe it to the songs mm -hmm. and 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 to the individuals who've shown up regardless of, of their number but yeah. anyway so the way, I, the way I feel about it is I feel like an like an amateur boxer would feel you, you can't you know, just because you're an amateur boxer, you go out into the ring, you, you're not going to not try your hardest just because you're not in Madison Square Garden. You, you still got to beat the guy up on the other side. And that's how it is with songs. You've got to go out there and beat the songs up. Uh, otherwise, otherwise you're going to you're going to you're going to get get a punch in the face. That is brilliant. You do not want to get beaten up, do you, man? You know, no matter what happens. No, yeah. you've got to go on the stage and own the stage and command the, the room, even if you're the only person in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, man. It's a fighting spirit, I guess, that's kept you going to this point as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I still absolutely love it. And I still love playing small shows to, to small audiences. Mm. And I still, you know, and I still have this moment before, before going out onto the stage where, like I say, I, it, it just, it feels like the moment before you make the walk into the, into the ring. And it is like a, you know, not, not, not that I have like a, an aggressive or adversarial attitude towards yeah. the audience, but you know, it, it does feel, it does feel like, you know, this is, uh, this is, this is some sort of, you know, this is about that, that has to happen. And I, and I like, I like my shows to be, you know, have that kind of energy about them. Well, you want to channel something, don't you? You want to channel the initial inspiration of the song. You need to connect with that idea. And I'm sure to this day, even when you're playing State of the Union, which you've probably played multiple thousands of times, yeah. you still connect with the original reasons for writing that or it's changed, but there's still some part of you that's primal relative to that song, isn't there? Well, it's, it's funny, like... I've obviously, like you said, I've, I've played that song so many times, like more than any other song that, that that I've ever played, and I absolutely love it. Like, I will never get bored of, of of playing it. But I don't necessarily know that I connect with its, you know, with with the words as I'm singing them. I, I definitely sort of, I definitely try and trans transmit the mood that's held in the song. But it's 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 odd that that song kind of happens almost as like an out of body experience now like I, i'm i'm almost not not involved in its in its performance it just it just becomes yeah it's it's a very odd thing that happens during songs that you've, you've played a lot you sort of muscle memory performs the song and then and then what i find my job is is to is to just sort of to try and put put nuance in it like i i always say that that for me, the, the way that I play live is it, it's like an acting gig. Like mm-hmm. bef- before, I was a musician. I th- I thought I really wanted to be an actor, and so I, I I I did an amount of study down that down that direction. But the thing that the thing that turned me off acting was just the lack of self determination. Like you have to read someone else's words, mm-hmm. and the director tells you how to say them and where to stand. And ultimately, you don't get you don't get to decide what it is you're saying and how you say it. Whereas when you write songs and you perform them, it's like you can do everything exactly how you want to. But but still, for me, like playing live, it's all about you assume a character and you and you get yourself into that character. And the character is rarely me. But but it's it's all about trying to trying to convince an audience of the uh, sincerity of the of the emotion in the song, which is sincere, but it's not mm. necessarily sincerely about me and my life and my feelings. Mm. It's about, it's about someone's life and someone's feelings, mm-hmm. but that person probably doesn't exist. It's a very, very healthy way of dealing with that. I mean, my songs yeah. are so, so they're so undeniably personal, but it right. makes it very hard to project them sometimes. Like I think when you've written them, you're like, I need to say this, but maybe two years later, you're like, Oh God, I can't say this again. You know? So yeah. now the sort of theme is maybe do you write about yourself but make it a sort of different character, you know? And not intentionally yeah. maybe, but it can help, I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I think what, what I like to do is is write about about genuine experiences that I have had, hmm. but I have to have enough time and distance so that it's not kind of like raw and painful. If you're writing about something, you know, emotional, I, I, think, I think I have to have essentially got over it to, yeah. to sort of understand it. And then you... You, you try and relive how the feeling was at the time, but with the benefit of the of whatever sort of hindsight and closure or mm-hmm. or whatever, which which I find really helps. And, may, and maybe that's a cowardly approach because I'm, you know, it ends up not being confessional. But I just 
I just I just remember from from being very very young when I started writing songs and you and you would you know I've got a crush on a girl I'll write a song about it mm-hmm. and and it would it would be the surest way to descend into cliche for me I just can't as soon as I if I'm writing about something that's like like a raw emotional subject I find I'm just I'm just I'm just writing other people's songs that they've already done and there's no there's nothing new or insightful in what I do and wow. some people can some people can only write when when the iron is hot for me the iron has to be cold. And, you know, so I can look at the iron that once was hot and, 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 dis- and describe it in a way that I feel is responsible, effective and actually more emotional and genuine than it would have been had I been, yeah. you know, in the moment. That's incredible because that means that when to process the initial hurt, you're using other people's songs that you've heard to sort of like work it out for yourself in, in, that, in uh, that regard. Well, I don't know. I, I, I tend to not really think about other people's songs. Um, mm you know certainly at, at at times of 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 great emotion i'm too busy sort of being a mess and 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 sort of <laughs> and sort of having that moment and then yeah it's for me it's then all about once the moment has passed to to consider okay what was that moment and what what words and what music comes to mind when you're thinking about what's just happened yeah yeah you're a thoughtful writer, you know. I, I think you you obviously dig deep into yourself to find what you need to write about, though. I can tell from what you've written yeah. in the past that you do. But maybe that yeah. explains why your lyrics are so well thought out, that they're not falling into cliched rhymes and they're, they're sort of seeking to be, I mean, very, very richly poetic and exploratory as well. I think you've got some incendiary words in there and stuff like that. I mean, are you, are you a poet before you were a songwriter? Have you uh, always been a no. writer? No, no I, um, I've always, I've always enjoyed, um, I've always enjoyed you know, the richness of, of the English language. Um, you know, like as, as a, as a kid, when I was, when I was way too young to be into it, I really liked Shakespeare <sighs> and, and, and just, just like the, just the, the fat thickness of, of his, his, uh, his use of our language. Uh, just, you know, I loved it as you know, when I was, when I was trying to be an actor and, um, you know, and still do now, and I and I, I borrow off him quite a lot. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the I, I certainly wasn't ever a, a, a poet. I, I think I think there's there's something about poetry that it it for me it always it always had to be it always had to be either attached to like the the, the physical drama of 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 the stage. Um, you know, so so like um, you know plays hmm. or attached to the musical form I, th- I think that the, the the combination of music and and poetry together yeah it, it makes it's 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 has such a strengthening influence whenever i hear poetry i might really really enjoy it but i'm like oh if this had a if this had a tune like also doing the same emotional underpinning just think how how incredible that could be you like, just uh, you just call poetry in limbo my friend yeah. <laughs> well you know i i yeah, I've, I've, I don't want to. I don't want to belittle poetry or say that it's only you know poetry is like half of songwriting. <laughs> but um, but but for me, if, if I wrote poetry, it would be. It would. I would feel like, you know, yeah. I've not. I've not done the whole job because clearly this this has a, you know, a melodic and a and a. Yeah. I, I suppose I suppose rhythm is in poetry. You know, it, when it's written well, you know, the, the rhythm comes through. But yeah. um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I find, like, I think for me, like, songs, I think even if you took the words away, okay, a song can tell you something. Obviously, the, the melody you've chosen and the sort of symbolic nature of the music, the rhythms you've chosen, they speak for themselves. And when they're attached to words, it's like, yes, they're supposed to be together, you know. One yeah. inspires the other. It's like when you write a song. Like, I reckon that you could sit down with a guitar and just start playing and come out with a full song, right? Is that the way your brain works? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not that person. I, I've never been someone who, I've never been someone who can jam, mm-hmm. and and I've and I've never really been. I've never been someone who can who can write on command. Uh-huh. Like like I have to wait until the the moment is right until it feels like, yeah, essentially until there's an idea there that feels, the not that feels important but also has the makings of a song about it. So mm. what I always used to do was just sort of ignore the fact that I'm a songwriter and wait until there's there's a few lines of song going around in my head that I absolutely cannot shake mm-hmm. and then and then I sort of ask them what they're trying to tell me mm-hmm. and then I and then I sort of, sort of tease the song out from that beginning idea but yes yeah, sitting down with a, with a guitar and like going right let's do a song like no I got nothing yeah yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, I think I meant it's just a, just a case of like going, oh, let's just, I don't know if it's jamming or, or can, can sort of like asking yourself to contrive to write a song. It's just sort of like letting the idea come out like a loop pedal, you know. Um, but it's a diff- that's a different thing from, like I spent the week in the songwriting workshop this week with uh, Chris Difford, which was interesting because right. I'm not much of a collaborator of a songwriter. Yeah. I like to dig into myself. And I can do it. I can do it. It's kind of fun, you know. It's a lot quicker. Someone else writes the words and I can let that part of myself go. And I do enjoy that part of it, you know, but really like deep down, I am very much into navel gazing or heart burrowing or yeah. vein tapping, you know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been a co-writer. Hmm. So naturally, I've, I've done it. I've done it a little bit. And, and it's something that, you know, in my later years, I've I've sort of decided I have to have a try at because, you know, it's uh, it's 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 such a it's such a big thing nowadays, like um, co-writing. And I can't, I can't say I've ever really enjoyed the process mm. um but uh and i also can't i also can't say that like anything that's come out of it has been something that i've been particularly impressed by mm-hmm. just because just because for me it happens so quickly like you, mm. you might spend a day with someone and uh f- you know f- for me a, a day is not long enough to write a song like songs take months mm. of of really and often, often you're, you're you're just making tiny little tweaks to it, and and or even the process of just like living with, with a line that you're not sure about, and and you and you you play it over and over again, and you think about it a bit more, and you're like, is that, yeah, is that is that right? Does that work? Can I, for for me, it's always like, can I defend this with my life? If if somebody were to, if somebody was to go, that line, you sure about that? I want to be able to go, yes, yeah. That is the one, and and yeah, and I find that again, it's an attitude that I'm that I'm quite envious of when people can kind of just pff, throw stuff down and 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 be that sure about it and and have have that same like yes, I will you know I will stake my reputation on on that line being the line. Mm. Um, so someone who who I I know very well and and have written a little bit with uh, is is Catherine Williams, and she is the fastest songwriter I have ever scene like she she will write four songs before breakfast it's it's ridiculous mm. and and the thing the thing with her is um if i did that i would probably have a strike rate of one good song in a hundred mm-hmm. 
and with with her like her her, her strike rate if, if she writes 100 songs 50 of them will be good and the other 50 the other 50 will be great you know it, it's like that <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. I wish I was like that as well. It's very useful in this world where collaborating and writing with other people is, um, it seems to be the way to go, you know. I feel when I'm writing a song, I'm just peeling off a layer, seeing what's under there. Did that hurt? Okay, what's under this? And I want months down the line for the song to explain to me why I wrote it. Why did it choose me to write it? You know, it feels like that, that connection with it. Yeah, I I do. I love when songs take you by surprise. And and for me, that's the, the best process is when you you almost feel like you're a, you're a passenger in the process and like the, the, the song is writing itself and you're just sort of there, you know, making cups of tea while, while getting out of the way of the song while, while the song writes itself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what this is about, tapping the flow, man. It's like, yeah. this, it, it, it's, like it's chosen you to write it, you know, yeah. Be- because, of the, because of your nature of how you deal with words, because of how you respond to whatever it's trying to say. Um, but I, I, and I wouldn't want to swap that. And I think that's why those words that we spoke of earlier on, to hell with the world, mean so much, because that's what we want. Whatever that is, even if these words that we say are uncomfortable for other people to hear, even if they don't agree with what that means. I mean, I've had people, like working with producers and stuff, they can be quite demanding in how your your song comes across but it's very hard not to be affected as a as a creative person by such a weight you know when when you work with producers i presumably you do work with producers right quite a lot no no not really i I mean it how do you mean like on on my records yeah um no i mean i've i've produced all of my own records uh with with a a couple of light exceptions that the last one i did um, was produced by uh, a friend of mine, James Brown, uh, who's who's a who's a great producer, and we've worked together a lot. But usually, he's he's mixing the stuff that I've recorded. Mm. Um, but even that, that's I mean, he's like a, a really old friend of mine. I've I've known him forever, mm-hmm. and um, so so our relationship isn't like that normal sort of producer one. It's like you know he's he's almost like he's a member of the band really we're, mm-hmm. we're in the studio we're kind of a, a, a two-piece band but aside from him i've 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 not worked with i've not worked with any producer for you know 10 15 years yeah yeah that's great so so actually your career has gone really really well because you've uh you formed who you are you found your audience you're able to continue making records i mean how many six albums seven albums I don't no. even know, really. Like, I did, I did, I did two albums as fronting a band in the in the early two thousands. E- easy then, world, right? Yeah which, yeah, which we don't really need to talk about. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I I did like four albums, and then I've had a couple of sort of like half albums and things as well. So yeah, you know. When a record's got seven songs on it, what do you call that? Do you call that an album? I don't know, man. Eight's always been the minimum for me on an album, but like most of my albums only have eight tracks on them. And that's because those eight tracks have a sort of, they belong together, you know, and to put another one on, I would be a spare person in a a group, you know? Oh, that's interesting. See, I, I, um, my next album is, is definitely going to be an album and it has seven songs on it, but Uh like, you know, some of them are kind of long. In fact, all of them are quite long. So how many minutes is it? Uh, oh, it's, um, I think it's 38 altogether, which... 38 yeah. minutes is golden, man. doesn't yeah, matter if it's so, only seven, yeah. So I'm, I'm also not going to have to do that juggling of track listing it where you have to try and fit it on two sides of vinyl and like... You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what, where did you record this one? In your studio? No, this, this one was, this one is a very different record for me. This one was recorded, um, live with, uh, a band of, of, of jazzers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it 
we put it down in two days. Um, we could have done it in one. Cause, I mean, these guys were incredible. Wow. And um, it's the first time I've really worked with with musicians, which kind of seems crazy given you know how long I've been doing this. Like I've been making records for twenty years now, but mm. it, usually I've just done it all by myself. Obviously, you know, with with my band when I had a band, mm. and then. Um, yeah, every other record I've made has essentially been me playing everything and then sort of getting people in to do stuff that I, that I can't do, like, you know, strings and brass and what have you. But, um, yeah, so my new album, I've not, I've not played a note of any musical instrument. I, I wrote the songs, gave the players charts, and they'd never heard them before. We hadn't discussed the songs, just put, put them in front of them, mm. counted them in, and just this, this noise they made is just ridiculous. Uh, I... Yeah, I, I was. I loved the process so much. It was. It was weirdly inspirational. Just being a. Just being a singer, and having this. This band do all these musical things that I never would have thought of. Yeah, and they're just are so much better than anything I would have thought of. It's a really like I. I every record I've made, I think recently has been just myself, and I. And I've enjoyed the process, but damn it, mm. I really think I've missed out a lot. Of, of like you say, working with other people or trusting other people or having a yeah. bed to lie on that supports you. You know, yeah. um, I, I sung a song this week where the guy played the piano. I wasn't even allowed to touch the guitar, and I was just singing, and the connection was very different. You know, I guess you yeah. found that. Have, have you sung the vocals for this now? Did you do it live? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I sung vocals live, and then I then I did subsequent takes because I'm 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 horribly pernickety when it comes to vocal takes, and I love the idea of doing it live, but the reality for me is always like I need to I need to do that better. Yeah, and I you know I think, and it's and it's strange like. I know I know some people who who really want to get a live vocal for the in order to capture the vibe of of the performance like it has to be vibey and so it has to be a real moment but but for me like I I find I, I don't know if it's just the practice of 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 doing takes and then compiling a you know a, a comp vocal but I find I find the one that I end up with always feels kind of more vibey and emotive than than the one the one that actually happened mm. in real time Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's just me being a control freak, but I just, no matter how much I really wanted to use the live vocals with the band, it's like the ones we ended up with were so much better. Well, it's a case of I can do better. I think it depends on the situation, you know. I think for me, if it's, I can record the guitar and the voice together because a singer-songwriter should be recorded like that in many in many sort of situations. Mm. It's easy to accept that because that's considered a magical moment. But... If you look at a project from outside for other people, perhaps it's better if the voice is recorded separately and given the best emotional journey it can possibly be given, yeah. which is what you're describing here, is uh, you're taking control of the situation to the best of your abilities, you know. Yeah. But also, you know, when, when you sing a song a number of times in a, in, a, you know, in a single session as a singer, you sing it once and, the, and there'll, be, there'll be just little moments where you'll you'll feel you interacted with the song in a particular way and you'll remember that. And, and as in mm. each take, you'll, you'll refine it and you'll change it in the way, like I said, the, the way that you interact with, with the music and the way that you, cause you know, vo voice is an instrument. And I think each, each take you sort of, you, you sort of learn the song and how your instrument can, can best do its job. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. So usually I, I would end up using a lot of the later 
vocal takes that, that I record just because you're, you're sort of learning you're learning where the little emotional reference points are in the song mm. and, and how you, you can use your instrument to bring those out. And let's also add that this is a band production with a, you know, it's not just you and an acoustic guitar, is it? it no. That's, that's the fundamental difference, I think. Right. Because if it's you, yeah, you know. Yeah, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, you know, capturing an honest moment, like, like for me, if, if a song's got, if a song has like free tempo, then you you have to you kind of have to sing it with the with the first instrument that goes mm. down because otherwise it's just the the flow just just won't won't be there as far as as far as yeah. the, the rhythm and the and the pauses and the you know just the how the whole thing hangs together yeah yeah but, yeah. Um, yeah yeah talk to me about your voice man when did you realize you could sing with a distortion pedal in your throat uh it, i the the whole dis- raspy yelly thing is is quite a late development when i was when i was younger um for me like as a as a teenager i used to listen to jeff buckley Mm -hmm. and so and so i had it in my head that the way to sing as a you know as a man is to sing incredibly high with a you know perpetual falsetto Mm. and uh and and so in my in my early years yeah it was all about just singing really really high like shrieking yeah and then as I've, and then I, I then I started listening to Tom Waits records, and just the 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 amount of gravel that he has, just really, I mean it's 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 too much in many cases, but I I loved that, I don't know just that dirt element, mm. and it really it really brings out something emotional in the, in the songs that he sings, particularly when he sings songs that are, um, sort of sentimental and beautiful. Like the the juxtaposing of 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 his subject matter, his his incredible lyricism, and that voice. Mm. For for me, I, I found it really impactful, sort of um, as a as a kind of a new connection with with music and song. And obviously, I'm I'm never gonna. I'm quite I'm quite a high voiced mm. individual, so I'm I'm never gonna have that 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 Tom Waits voice. But mm. but I found what I could do is. You sort of shout. <laughs> yeah. What was that moment like? We. What was it like? Were you experimenting or? It wasn't a moment. It was like a. It was. Um, it was like an evolution, really. Like even yeah. like. So my first. My first solo record. Uh, sounds odd to me now because I still play those songs, but I. I play them with the voice that I now sing with. Yeah. Um, and I sort of forget that when I first recorded it, they're, they're they're sort of sung quite soft, and just as years have gone by, I've I've just found that I enjoy, I enjoy much more, sort of belting vocal not not yeah. all the time you know you ha- you have to have you have to go through move through the gears and select the right gear for the right moment but i, I guess i just have i have a few more in the in the upper yeah it's, uh, it's dynamic it's sort of like it reminds me of uh, Kirk Cobain actually in many ways that sort of like right. gl- what's it called glottal constriction or some glottal compression something like that the technique it's not shouting we should tell the listeners if they yeah. want to shout, you can blow your voice up, but it is controlled. Well, it's the weird thing. Like I always feel like it's shouting, but like, yeah, yeah it definitely isn't because I can do it. You know, I can do it for two hours a night, every night for a month. So jealous, man. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's funny. Like when I, when I used to when I used to try and sing nice or you know sing sing more more clearly, hmm. I used to lose my voice every tour. If 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 it was more than a week, I'd you know by the end of it, I'm I'm on like lem sip and yeah, you know, lo- lozenges and stuff to try and nurse myself to the end, and then, yeah, uh, 
a few years of um, very very weirdly when I was 28 I started smoking cigarettes and, <laughs> yeah and and that that I think I feel like that helped in in the sort of just this toughening the whole thing up and then and then I, I stopped not long after um, that's a bad bit of advice for our listeners as well if you want yeah, to get a yeah. nice voice like David Ford smoke cigarettes for a little while and quit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though I mean like but the, the number of the number of like my essentially all my favorite singers have at some point been smokers and I, and I, that wasn't the reason that wasn't the reason that I got into it it was it was yeah there were yeah, other yeah. things behind it but um I've been yeah. there man yeah I've been there I've been like I need to keep smoking because my voice sounds all raspy and cool when I smoke you know but yeah. there was obviously a trade-off it's not the right thing to do but I'm glad I did smoke for a while because it messed up my voice I have an idiosyncratic voice no one's going to bring me into a studio to do any vocals for them because like I can't get myself out of the way, you know, I've got like, it's, it's too lived in. My voice has been lived in. I'm happy I've lived in my voice, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't trade it. But the, the, these are the best voices. No, I mean, I, I find that, I mean, certainly modern pop voices, I can't, I can't tell one from the other. No. There, there appears to be, uh, you know, a, 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 a style of delivery which is, which is sort of specific to, to, the, to the modern age that I just, I just don't understand, like very squeezed and, and nasal and, and sort of tight and, uh, yeah, and, and it's not very pleasant sounding. And it, it really, I really notice it if I listen to someone like, you know, Dusty Springfield, whose voice is just so open and, and, and rich mm. and kind of like smooth and, but complex and, mm. and, and natural and fluent and all these l- words that basically mean it sounds beautiful it's characterful right that's it yeah, but it's, it's characterful but it also feels honest it feels like yeah, yeah it feels like she opens her mouth and 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 this and this is the sound that, that just sort of flows hmm. effortlessly out whereas i feel like um yeah a, a lot of a, a lot of vocalizing is 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 really sort of forced and pushed and squeezed and 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 i you know if that's what you like, then fair enough. But you know, I'm I'm kind of a a grumpy old bastard who thinks that no good records have been made since 1976. So that's how you come across, man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you also come across as quite. Um, you put you put yourself down. I I notice. You know, there's a there's a nature of yourself. I, someone put a quote on your Twitter saying. Uh, how can I be David Ford? And you said, like, I've been David <laughs> Ford since 1978. I can tell you, most of the time, it's shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a joke. I've I've actually I've actually got much better at not being self-deprecating because it, yeah. it it it's um it sort of annoys me and it annoys me when you know when when people are put themselves down and I, and I've and I've sort of started going in the opposite direction of of saying, do you know what, actually, I am really really good at what I do. Like you know, in fact. At the, at the weird specific thing that I do, which is being a, a singer, songwriter, guitar playing, piano playing, drum playing, bassist who uses a loop machine, I might be the best in the world at Good what man. I do. Yeah. And and there's no there's no shame in in or well, there's no shame. Obviously, it's the opposite shame. But there's no. It's it's not wrong to to own that and, own and to it. say yeah. I've you know I've been I've been doing this I've I've de- I've devoted my entire life to doing this at the expense of many other things that I could have been doing. Mm. And, and in the end, I'm really very good at this. Mm. So, so, so that, that's kind of where I'm at now. But, but you know, if, 
I'll, I'll still I'll still very jokingly say that you know the yeah the experience of being me is mostly shit and um, <laughs> it is self depreciation man and, yeah. and I know you do it because maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable with saying listen I'm the best here I am I'm here <laughs> to show you how good I am kids and you know let's let's talk about looping a little bit because obviously Ed okay. Sheeran has been famous for looping and has looped in yeah. Wembley Stadium to eighty thousand people his use of a loop pedal is nowhere near the level that you have with a loop pedal but it's become a hugely influential thing has become the thing. Now, the, what's missing from that type of songwriting using loop pedals is the song in many occasions. You know, there's a development of a, like ideas leading to a huge monumental thing. For yourself, though, I think you really have able, you're able to make it work in terms of a whole song. When you do live shows, would you prefer there was a band with you? Or would you say, this is well, how I want to project this? I get the most from this, playing all these things. Well, for, for, for me, no, no two shows, I, I don't ever want to play the same show twice or, you know, mm. the same, um, I'll, I'll basically build a new show for each tour that I do. Yeah. And, and sometimes it'll be me on my own and sometimes I'll have a big band or a small band or a, like one of my favorite tours was, was just me and a drummer. It's like a, like a two piece, mm. um, you know, and I, I like to keep it different and interesting and exciting for for me as much as anyone else so for me like so songs that i play with a loop machine they're not the, the the song itself is not tied to the loop machine the the song is a song mm-hmm. and and that's that's just one way of playing it um so i like to always remember that that the song is the song is king and i i work in service of the song mm-hmm. and so so when i play live you know it's, yeah it's not it's not a case of this this song must be performed live with with a loop machine or with a band. I I like to think that uh, yeah you 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 pay the song the necessary respect to 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 know that it's not it's it's more than it's you know a song is more than its production or, or yeah. more than its you know a specific single way of performing it. I think. Yeah yeah no, I li- I like that yeah. Yeah, I mean, a song also should stand up just on its own, like with the guitar and the voice and the words, really. You know, the production is yeah. assisting the song to be better sometimes, but it's never going to be better than the purest form or never more relevant than the purest form, I guess. That's that's what I think. But but again, you know, that that is <laughs> showing our age there, aren't we? Because... Uh, Gladly, cause, shall we add? Come yeah. on, you know. <laughs> because, because, because increasingly songwriting nowadays is like it starts with the beat mm-hmm. and... and, and and there are people and what they do is they write beats. Now I, I don't understand like how that is a thing because for, <laughs> for me, that's, for me, that's production. That's not songwriting. Yeah. Like the, but then, but that's, but that's, again, that's my, that's my old fashioned mindset. And clearly this is how songs are getting written. And the, and the beat clearly is very important in, in modern, you know, pop songwriting, certainly. Um, but it's, to me, it's like, I, I, it blows my mind when you see like the songwriting credits of 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 modern music and this guy. There are twenty six names on there, yeah. And there'll be there'll be a different person doing the top line to doing the you know the chord sequence. There'll be four different beat writers who will have come up with different beats yeah. from time to time. And essentially, you know, it's the, the song is written by sort of dragging and dropping, and and there we go. Here you've is got your you're like your two different kick drum engineers and your yeah yeah high hat sound. yeah. And you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to sort of judge that or, or say that that's wrong. It feels like it lacks a bit of, um, I don't know, heart and and sincerity and, you know, it, it feels. I'm sure. I'm sure some really really good songs can and have been written in that way. But like, I I could I could never work in that in that kind of mm-hmm. framework. 
Mm, it's very, you're a purist. I understand that. Like, that, did, did, did your love for songs come from your parents, from your upbringing or your musicality? Not, not massively. No, my, 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 my parents are musical. No one in my family's ever been musical as far as I'm aware. Right. Um, both my parents like music and, and, you know, there was always music on in the house and it was, you know, I, I would, I would say, I would say that the music that I was exposed to as, as a kid is, is, is stuff that I, I think is good. You know, they, they weren't into anything that I would now think, oh my God, how, how embarrassing, you know, parenting, you know, stuff like, yeah. what, what did my dad like? My dad really liked Pink Floyd a lot and, um. Uh, I mean, um, what did my mum listen to? Oh, my mum like you know, like Cat Stevens and Don yeah. McLean. So you know, there, there was definitely a singer songwritery vibe going on. Yeah, but always, you know, but always, always proper, proper songs, interesting arrangements, um, and uh, melody. I suppose, L- mm-hmm. yeah, ly- lyric and melody. Mm. Yeah, just just was always was always the thing for me. Well, where did you where did you pick up your musicality from then? Why did you start uh, playing? I just I just loved it. I just found that like, and I picked it up fairly late. Like I always I always enjoyed music, but there was a time, and it was weirdly it was um, it was probably I got, I got really into that album Automatic for the People by REM when I was like yeah. at school, and and that was the first time that I sort of really listened. Or, and connected really with songs in, in a way that, that I kind of thought, what is going on here? Why is it when I listen to this song that, that I, I, I sort of react and I, I feel stuff and like, and I don't really know what he's saying because it's very obscure and, and opaque, but there's, there's something in there's there's something in this combination of lyric and melody that, you know, as a, as a young teenager, I found, I found just like compelling to the point I just couldn't, I, I couldn't ignore it. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I wanted to understand how it is that that's possible, that you could listen to, that you could listen to words set to a particular melody and it could, and it could elicit a, a reaction. And, and it, yeah, essentially it's been, it's been a life's pursuit ever since that to, if not be able to say, you know, because I was never analytical about it. It was never like, I must understand the, uh, you know, and find the specific points at which, you know, the, the, the technical, whatever the writer is doing, you know, is, is eliciting this response. For me, it was yeah. always more about learning to, almost like learning that as a language and learning to be fluent in it without, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't know, we don't know how to, speak english we just do it because mm. we, we grew up we grew up doing it and you, you do it long enough that you do it without thinking about it and i sort of for me learning learning songwriting and the the vernacular of of songwriting in in both lyric and, and melody is yeah it's, it's it's been a language i've been trying to learn for, for all this time rather than to, to be able to specify what it is that I'm doing. I just want to be able to, to, to do it, um, instinctively. Mm-hmm. Mm. And do you, do you then think that you turn it to use for other people to enjoy or is it mostly for yourself and then it happens to work for other people to enjoy? I think it always, for me, it always has to be, uh, not for other, 
Not for other people. I think it's very important that you don't, you try not to give people what they want. Mm. You need to give people what you, what you think they should have. Nice. When, when you, when you give people what they want, you know, you, this is, this is how, this is how Trump became the president, you know, like people, (laughs) people don't know what's good for them. Yeah. And, and, and whereas, whereas in politics, the idea of a benevolent dictatorship is fraught with many difficulties and, 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 you know, democracy is is our least shitty way. I believe that a benevolent dictatorship is the only way you can be an artist. You have to you have to dictate to people and and give them give them what they need to hear, not what they think they want to hear. That's how I feel about it, anyway. So, but at the same time, as a benevolent dictator, you have to have a great deal of sort of care, respect for, and love for your audience. And, and and make sure that it's not self-indulgent and, and, and selfish. Like, I don't want to... Nothing is more boring to me than somebody telling their own story mm. in, a way, in a way that doesn't invite me in to make me suspect that they're actually telling my story. Mm-hmm. So, so when I write something that, that sounds really personal, what I'm really hoping is that it's personal to the listener or that, or that they'll, they'll identify, sympathise and they'll they'll sort of own a piece of that song for themselves because if it's if it's all about me it's like that's i mean that's that's horribly self-indulgent if i'm Mm. if i'm essentially just just airing my dirty laundry for people to listen to i i I want i want people to 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 put themselves in the song and Mm -hmm. to and to own the emotional element of the song for themselves that's the real transaction isn't it yeah Hmm. i mean you've done that so you've you've done that to me with your lyrics, you know. That's that I certainly feel like I own a part of your song. I, I'm invested in it. I can feel right. it. It emotes. It makes me feel connected to you. It's a really, it's a really really hard thing to set out to do that, though. You have to have learned the language, as you've said, to be yeah. able to do that naturally, you know. And it takes years of practice and a bit of luck along the way, and dedication yeah. to the idea. It it does, but but I think I think that's one of the advantages of, of as I said before of of writing, like I say when I when I write about emotional subjects, I'm not in the moment feeling the the the, the white heat of the emotion. So therefore, mm. I think maybe it's easier to make it accessible to to somebody else if I am if I am there sort of writing about writing about the feeling rather than feeling the feeling. If you mm. if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's maybe it's it's easier to invite other people in if it isn't if it isn't so uh, you know personal to me as an individual at that moment. Yeah, and then that also means that you're not going to really be hurt too much if someone says that shite, you know. No, <laughs> I mean one of the one of the advantages of of not really having a career anymore is in the in the sense of like. I've not made an attempt to be in the press or on the radio, you know, not lifted a finger in that direction for, for years and years and years now. So nobody really says anything, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I haven't, <laughs> nobody's reviewed the last few records that I've made. I haven't attempted to have anyone write about them. It, it's, it's this weird situation whereby, you know, I have, I have a, I have a little audience and that's probably the only audience I'll ever have. And it will probably dwindle away to nothing in, in the, <laughs> in the coming years and I've and I've made my peace with that and I'm happier with that scenario than I am with sort of desperately trying to you know compete and, and chase affection anyway so one of the advantages of uh, of 
of of not really reaching outside of my my little cozy group is people aren't often very rude to me luckily enough people weren't that rude Mm. to me even back in the day i was weirdly i I don't know that i ever had a bad review Mm. uh my band had loads of terrible reviews but then we were we were quite bad (laughs) um but yeah no i i uh but but i think if if people were if people were to be um rude or 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 say nasty things about about my songs i i would be fine with that because again like i've i've i'm an expert i've been doing this for for forever you know this mm. this is this is my this is my entire life's obsession mm-hmm. and if and if you want to tell me i've done it wrong i i got to tell you you probably don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very and healthy I, I, attitude. And it's, it's arrogant to say that, absolutely. But um, you know, and, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like angry about it or anything. But like, you know, so if 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 someone if someone wants to like just listen to a song that I've written once and then just say I don't like it, it's shit. Then like, I don't care. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that's that's quite um, that is a very healthy attitude for yourself um, to 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 live by that. I think for me, if someone says something bad about my songs, I'm like, you've got nothing on me. I can say a lot worse things about it myself than you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that, that that's one way of approaching it. The, the other one is is as I said before, is like if you, for me, part of the songwriting process is is doing your due diligence and like and essentially road testing the song, like kicking all its corners and and like hitting it with a hammer and making sure it can stand up. And having done that, yeah, then I'm in a position that if someone wants to criticize it, then then I'm like I. You can criticize it if you want to, but I know this thing floats. It's 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 um, my boulder. It's my chisel. I you know I've been working on this for many years. I know what's inside yeah. it. It's revealed itself to me. Here it is. We get to this point with songs like, how do you know when a song is finished? You know, you, you just know, don't you? Yeah, I think I think you do. For me, it's like uh, I like I always I always always have to be very very critical because because for me that that's part of the process. Mm. And it's and for me it's finished when. I'm I'm run out I've run out of criticisms and it's like I there's nothing I hate about this now, and I know that that doesn't seem like a very high bar but it really is because like I mean that is I, I I very rarely hear a song of anyone's where I'm not there going oh that's that's not right that's mm. that's that's clunky that you know that phrasing is off or there's like the syllables are are not quite right it doesn't you know yeah. rhythmically melodically lyrically it's like so there are so many there are so many forces at work that have to be in perfect balance that i think whenever i feel like whenever it doesn't fall down it's a fucking miracle mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like when, whenever this 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 structure can stand under its own under its own weight and with its with its own support then i think wow we've, we've really achieved something now mm. because because most songs i i hear just to me anyway don't pass that test mm-hmm. but but then that's that's because i'm coming at it with a very particular set of ideas on what i think is good and that's that you know that's only what i think and my opinion is worth no more than anyone else's like i say i i am i do consider myself to be experienced and knowledgeable in the field but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that my opinion's worth a goddamn when it comes to someone else's stuff because because they might have their own very stringent quality control 
Yeah. So you've never met anyone like yourself who said, well, actually, I've had X amount of time writing songs myself. I, I know a fair bit about it. Uh, because obviously your songs are relative to how you see them and how, how you think they should be. But to apply that to somebody else's song, going by the same logic, they could say the same thing to you, you know. Well, you're obviously agreeing with that, you know, but... Sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't quite follow what you're saying there. Just in terms of for yourself, you can defend your songs by the fact that you've written it the way you want to write it. You know, it's gone yeah. the way you want it to be. So if you were to be critical of somebody else's song, they could say the same thing to you, you know. Oh, right, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and, and that is their absolute right. And I would, I would defend with my life uh, their, you know, ha- the fact that they are right about that. If, if they've really, really... Uh, like I say, d- done their due diligence, and they've and they've come up with different conclusions to me. Then I've I've nothing but respect mm. for that standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm guessing you're quite happy with your career, in many ways. No. Well, like, or, or my, my lack of career, as I as I said before. Like I, I really don't I, I I don't really like the word career. It seems like I've I've not been I've not been doing that for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I am. I I liked it back in the day. Hmm. I won't lie to you when other people would do all the all the boring shit to do with having a career you know like when there was a when there was a record label trying to make me famous I had no problem with that you know it was it was it was nice and and that really helped to you know I didn't I didn't build the audience that I have on my own hmm. you know I, I did I did the work I had to do but you know I, I, that that was delivered to my door by a lot of record labels who who lost a lot of money uh, on me, and right. I don't I don't feel bad about that. You know, I I I did my I did my part, and they did their part, and it mm. it, it maybe didn't go the way that everyone hoped it would at the beginning. But um, you know, I'd be I'd be a liar if I called myself an entirely self made person or, or said that the audience that I have is entirely through through my own graft. It's like mm. there, there was there was an amount of investment back in the day when when that was a thing that that record labels did when i when i was considered a, a young and exciting up-and-coming songwriter um so yeah I w- i'm not saying I, I wouldn't love it if if uh some big label decided that they were going to promote me to be the next thing but it's like i'm i'm sort of i'm too old and cantankerous and and lazy and i know i know what my strengths and weaknesses are and i know that i just don't have any interest in trying to make that happen myself yeah. so i am happy i am happy i'm, I'm happy i'm very happy with my life like i i love that i get to come down to this garage where i'm sitting now and just play music uh whenever i get a chance to do it nobody tells me how to do it i don't have any deadlines i don't have any demands put on my creativity yeah i, I can that, and that is i mean that is the absolute dream for me as a as a as a creative person just to be able to just do what the hell you want whenever you want to yeah. or don't or yeah you know i could i could retire today and it's done yeah, yeah. yeah? it's as easy as saying that's it i'm done and that feels really nice it feels like every day that i get up and go to work it's because i've decided that's what i really want to do this day Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not not because anyone's needs me to. Is there um is there a sort of schedule to your day? Do you start at X amount X time and finish at X time? Or? <clears throat> well, n- certainly not now. At the moment, like I say, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm being a parent like every day, and then it's only like you know weekends like 
like this that I that I come down here and just go, what are we doing today? Yeah, so I've, I'm today I'm I'm thinking about a song that I've got on the go, which is um, weirdly it's 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 my first Donald Trump song. Oh yeah, and I know I know that uh, obviously he's it's it's a bit late in the day for doing that now. Given that, uh, that but, but, he's gone. but like you've already said, you like to wait till the till the exactly. is formed. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Which, and I don't think I don't think sort of political songs really have that same thing that they used to, where where they would sort of get involved in the political process. I, I do feel now, like obviously with the echo chamber of of essentially you, you only hearing opinions that agree with your own. It's. Mm. Uh, I've I've actually written a lot less uh, kind of political posturing songs just because it's like ev- everyone's going to know what I think about this. Like I didn't write any songs about about Trump because it's like what is there to say? It's like mm. the shit that comes out of his mouth is is incriminating enough. There's nothing yeah. you can really add to it. I didn't feel as a as a writer. It was kind of easier under the Bush administration before because because um, because I felt like there was a there was a, there was a subtlety that could be that could could be brought out and 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 there was something to rage against but like i felt like raging against trump was just like was well, just dumb because the people who who already think he's a dick are going to still think he's a dick and the people mm. who love him are still going to love him there's nothing you can do to shift the needle mm. and maybe that's not what it's about but like now that he's sort of shuffled off his political coil i i feel like um I feel like there's there's a moment for us for some analysis, some like you know some cold, like I say, cold emotionless uh, <laughs> analysis. Not not of him, but yeah. for, for me it's for me it's all it's it's more about like um, I'm 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 thinking about how do you how do you talk to the people who are who are supporters, like how how can you be. Uh, how can you have a good faith conversation with with the, the people who were like really into that? Because there were millions of them. So many people voted for him. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And and he lost, but he didn't lose by a huge amount. So how do you how do you have that conversation? You know, if 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 Biden's thing is about oh it's about reconciliation and coming together, it's like the the divide is so broad. How do you reach across that and talk to people? So anyway, so that that's the song that I'm I'm just tinkering with at the moment so it's a, it's a grand idea and it's probably an important one i think to try to sort of figure that out they obviously need to hang their emotional baggage or put it in a cloakroom or something and sort of have an open yeah. chat how do you invite them in you know if it's a song for them well to, to be honest like i've got a horrible feeling that the conclusion i'm going to draw is just like there's there, there is no there is no reaching across <laughs> it's like you're just yeah, I, I, but this is the thing. I don't. I just don't understand it. I never understood it. I did not understand how um, how he got past the. Like, how did? Do, how does any political entity survive the the pussy grabbing yeah. story from 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 back in the day? Like, how did he get past that? Yeah. How how did the evangelicals get past his paying off porn stars? How does? Yeah. Just, just any of it. Like, how how did anyone stand by him after the talking? Of, I don't know. We we really got off topic now. But yeah, it's 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 really baffling. And I, and I've got a horrible feeling that in the end, the, the song that I'm writing is is just going to be like, 
you lot of you lot of fucking mental. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's an interesting one because about process because you're going on this process to write the song so you understand it better. You know, but you're already realizing that potentially there is no understanding it, yet you still need to see the process through. So therefore your commitment commitment to the idea has to be strong yeah. relative to your process, right? Yeah, and it's and it's it's a yeah, it's almost about weirdly for me I, I usually have a very strong idea about what what the message of the song is before I do it but in, on this on this occasion it's like I am I almost almost like trying to use the song to understand it like I'm I'm almost arguing against my own nature mm. of 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 intolerance and kind of saying right well let, let's let's try and open our mind and like how how is it that's that somebody gets gets to there and and because I love America and I've I I love I love spending time there. I, I did when I could, yeah. but um, and I've and I've I've found people there to for the most part to just be absolutely lovely, regardless of 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 what their views are on anything. And um, it's it's but it's so it's so strange how stark the divide is over there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's tempting to go off on another sort of political sort of exploration in this conversation. Um, but I know you need to explore that in your song. But I'm curious as to how you start your process with this song. Are you going to write words down? Are you going to punch a wall? Are you going to look yourself in the mirror and say, what if I was the other way around? Would I respect myself? How do you, how will you start? Well, um, I, I, I've already started like, and it, it came uh, from, from what I was saying before. I just, I just had this little snippet of, uh, hmm. of, of lyric and melody that that I'm that I'm sort of teasing out. So I so I think I know I think I know where I'm headed. I, I have sort of like a, a a concluding line of lyric and melody, hmm. and and so for me it's it's like working out how to get there, and and that's and that's one of the most in, that's one of the most enjoyable ways of writing for me is is when is is when I I know what the I know what I sort of know what the payoff is, and now I have to sort of like set it up and sort of establish yeah. the framework around it that then leads effectively to this point, so that the the bit I know does its job correctly and yeah. has the has the you know the response that I'm hoping to to elicit. That's the best bit, isn't it? You know, when you've got well, like when you write something down, you're like, wow, that's saying this to me. It says this. It yeah. could say that. How do I get to there with respect to other people getting to the same position and also having their own opinion of why it is that way? Yeah. It's, it's the, the the birth of an idea that becomes yeah. someone else's baby, you know. Yeah, it is. It is great, and uh, for for me, it usually it starts off as this um, as this like weird niggling thing in my in my mind of just like just just a few words and, and a few notes that just the, I, that won't let me go, and then hmm. usually a few days, weeks, months, years later, there'll there'll be this sort of eureka moment a moment of clarity when you understand what that little bit of of mm. song is saying to you and at that point you know i know that we have a song mm -hmm. and until that point it's just like this weird this sort of annoying like an itch that that you can't seem to get rid of but i don't really know i don't really know why it's there and then yeah as soon as soon as the you know the the moment happens and that happened for me yesterday with this song it was like right i know i know we have a song now right yeah but I've, you, I've been kicked sorry go on do you write your itches down are you a sort or do you say if it needs to be remembered it'll be remembered this this one i didn't write down hmm. um i you know I do, I do sometimes but i'm not i'm not a frantic note taker yeah. i am when it, i am i will be from 
the, the next stage is when is when I start like writing a lot, uh, yeah. a lot down because I know. So at this point, I know I know the structure of the song. I think I know melodically and and structurally how how it's going. Mm. And I know where I've got to get to. So, so now it's a case of like writing verse lyrics, which is, I love, I mean, verse lyrics are like my favorite thing to write. I write. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like choruses are, choruses are hard because there's a lot of pressure on a chorus and you, and you really have to, you have, you have to concentrate it down. And I, I always feel that with a chorus, like it's, it's, it's very hard to, to write a perfect chorus that I think does does the job like there's so much pressure on a chorus but verses you can you can you can you can do it in a in a longer form you can mm. put the meat on the bones and for me that is uh, i think more enjoyable because i i quite like i quite like going into a bit of detail and obviously it's it's song so you know we're not writing a novel you don't go into that much detail mm-hmm. but um i think yeah i think i think i think verse lyrics is maybe like the the thing i relish most of all so you'll you'll write and you'll write and you'll write now until you've come up with the whole story. I'll yeah I'll I'll try out um, different ideas. Like I might what I might do is I'm sometimes I'll sort of plot through. Like if I if I have an idea of of how of how I want the information to be revealed, I'll almost like draw like a roadmap of like verse one has to establish this because yeah you know, I want to I want to introduce the listener to this idea. And then verse two has to take it somewhere else, and then and then usually you know if we if we're adhering to like standard structure, which I which I love anyway, there's a reason mm-hmm. it works. You know you, you'll have a, you'll have a bridge or a mid late or something, mm. and then the next verse will will take you into some other territory, maybe something unexplained, a bit of a curveball, mm-hmm. one of those uh, you know little, little twist in the story. So 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 I I might sort of sketch it out like that, and then and then put the put the flesh on the bones yeah i'm a singing hope kind of guy myself i did right okay. like well not totally but to at least get myself going i'll pick up the guitar and i'll sing and i'll sing and i'll sing and something will jump out and really? i have to Amazing. press re- i got press record i was in madrid for four months uh, just last year the end of last year and i pressed record 350 times on my phone just recording my place sing myself singing yeah. but now the problem is to go back through it i'm like oh man maybe none yeah. of it's stuck and i love the concept of not recording i love the concept of not writing something down i love what you're talking about the itch this thing that won't go away if mm. it's there two weeks later okay that really needs to be explored it's like a yeah. sort of bar protecting yourself from wasting time <laughs> yeah but, but i mean but there's a lot of people who who and i've 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 witnessed them them doing it in in some of the the co-writing that i've i've done where they'll basically yeah. go right we're writing a song and um yeah i remember this one guy just sort of sitting at the piano and he wasn't a singer but a really great writer and he just sit at the piano like just yelling bellowing and i was like what am i supposed to do while you're doing that i can't i can't i this this doesn't work with my process my process is to is to basically go for a walk around a park or something and just like hum to myself but you know never never with anyone else around but yeah this guy's just sort of hammering away and bellowing and then like 20 minutes later he's got a song and i'm like how the fuck did that come out of, of you just yelling to yourself um but yeah so 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 when you do that are you do, do you do you have like anything 
any part of the song or are you just just freestyling i can freestyle but just to re relate it to what i've been doing recently with the last week was co-writing um i can't do it with someone else there though because we're doing zoom co-writing so i'm like leave me for 10 minutes but what we do is we talk about the idea beforehand mm -hmm. uh and there's and from talking to them understanding who they are as a person maybe a bit their life their story i will just go away and pick up the guitar start playing some chords singing and i don't know stuff comes out I right which in the context of co-writing it's useful you know yeah yeah i mean i, I kind of wish that i could do that maybe, maybe i can i've never tried I think it. you can man yeah but i i would i would so how i mean how do the how do you just have words come out just i don't like know that man. without <laughs> they're just in there yeah so i suppose it's uh but for some people it's like um yeah it's, it's a different it's a different muscle that that you've that you've worked out to to get to to that mm. point and i guess i've i've never worked out that muscle like i've got some some puny like spontaneous lyric muscle but you know my yeah my, my very slow meticulous thought out ones are, are, are a bit more yeah but who's to know, say well at the end of it maybe at the end of the day your idea is stronger because you put more thought into it and it's more controlled you know I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any you know there's definitely no right or wrong I would never mm. say that my way of writing songs is the best way or or, or even a good way like it's yeah. it's not it's not efficient it's like like I say I, in the time it takes Catherine Williams to write twenty songs I I, I will likely have zero so you know, my, my 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 hit rate used to be I'd I'd consider like five songs a year to be a good return yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to, man. And I, I, I honestly been struggling to write songs for such a long time until I got to this writing session and like, can you write a song in three hours? Sure, I'll go write a song. I'll produce it. I'll put strings and horns and all sorts of stuff. There you go. Three and a half minute long song. Bang. Okay. It's probably throwaway, but it has a place yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah. But then, but then presumably, if you do that a hundred, a thousand times, what, what happens is you really speed up your... Because writing songs is all about it's, it's about decision making, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's about yeah. what, it's about what you keep and what you throw away. Yeah. And so, what what I think writers who write really quickly is I think they have hundreds of ideas and like really really quickly, they're like going, "How about this? No. How about this? No. How about this? Mm. Yes. How about this? Mm. No. How about this? No. How about this? Yes." And just these these decisions that that I'm doing really really slowly that are taking yeah. months and months, they're doing like in a heartbeat, and. Yeah. And I and I think and I think there's something that there's something utterly valid about being able to write that quickly, and to, and being able to put all this stuff down and then move on. Um, yeah, that I like I say I don't I don't think that's a I don't think people who, who work like that are, are charlatans at all, or I don't think they're not they're not trying or not caring. I think it's just a, it's just like a really interesting different way that that your mind can connect to the work that you do yeah but it's also you're working with somebody else and that is if i'm working on my own it can take me months and, yeah. and trying to figure out why i wrote that what does that mean to me emotionally what's that saying when you're working with somebody else they're saying that doesn't work what about this so you you know you don't have time to get hung up on your ideas yeah and i think that's the problem for me with, with co-writing is like I, I i don't have that time to see whenever i come up with like an idea I don't trust it like straight off the bat. Mm. Like you come up with an idea and it's like, well, let me let me live with that for a period of weeks before I know whether that's a good line, idea, word, you know, like song section. Like I, I think I'm I'm quite distrustful of my initial ideas, which I think is why I'm not a great or natural co-writer. I tend in in co-writing sessions that I've done, I tend to be I tend to be quite quiet. Yeah. 
and I'll, I'll I'll generally sort of sit there in silence while the other person sort of does things, and then I'll I'll when there's when there's something I feel very confident about, I'll put that forward. But I have to wait until I have something that I've gone over and been like, yes, I'm I'm fairly confident that this is a great idea. <laughs> here is my here is my one idea for the day, <clears throat> and then they'll just turn around and go, no, that's not good. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, that that has happened. I, I yeah, I, I think maybe the my, the first. One of the first co-write things I ever did was, yeah, I had that exact moment where uh, there there were were two others in in the session and and they they were sort of started down this road and it's like, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. And like, and this is the line that will encapsulate it. And I said, (laughs) what if the chorus, the opening line of the chorus was, I can't remember what it was. And I I said it and I was very, very confident they would go, that's it. That's amazing. You've done it. And they were like, no. No, that's that's not. I was like, oh, I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Back in the box, David. Back in the box. Yeah, exactly. But but so you know, you're getting into the why it works when you you need to be throwing more ideas because apparently people who are successful in business or whatever, they make decisions very quickly or they discard this and they decide to do that and Mm. that's what that's about. So maybe if you do a co-writing thing, you just go, I'm going to just take off the filter. I'm just going to do that. What about that? What about what? What about that? What about? And it's not about you justifying it. It's about the collaboration process justifying it. It's a different way of birthing something, you know. It is, yeah. But but it's but it's a very it's such a different mindset. Yeah. That that I I feel I I feel nervous in a yeah like I said before I'm I'm very I'm very confident in my abilities as a songwriter. I think I'm I think I'm an expert. But I'm 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 nervous when put put on the spot and and told right we're we're doing a co-write. Give me your ideas. Like like I'm 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 sort of. I'm sort of, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous to actually to, mm. to throw ideas out there because I haven't I haven't had the time to to, to consider them. And I suppose and maybe it's maybe it's like a, a kind of shyness. Like I don't want to be there putting out bad ideas. Hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe for fear of, of, of being judged by a relative stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm delving too deep into into my my personal shortcomings. Here, I, w- but, um, I wonder, have you done co-writing sessions more than one day at a time? Um, I've done I've done a I've done a couple of co-writing sessions where it was like, um, yeah, go, go meet up, have a day's writing spend the night then write again the next day yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've done that yeah okay because it does take a few days to get into it it's not yeah. my ideal way to write I don't think it's what I said at the end of the session yesterday was I'm going to write two albums one is the album of least resistance and one is the album of most resistance and the one of least resistance would be the one where the songs are sort of like very upbeat sort of very like nothing that original about them I guess but they have a place and the yeah. one of most resistance is the one that really mines my insights and forces me to really think about what I'm actually trying to say and I prefer mm. those moments I love them but they're hard it's like yeah. un- unplugging a dam and just trying to get out of the way before it all floods down and knocks you out you know so yeah yeah we can be victims of that approach too you know yeah it's interesting though I, f- I feel like I would really struggle to to do the to do the least resistance one, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know how to remove the resistance. Hmm. You know. So. So for me, if yeah, the the idea of just saying, oh, just you know, just write, you know, write te- write twelve songs in a week and just record them all, and there you go. There, there's your album. It's like yeah. I could not do it. Even if it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the, if it's not good. Just like throw it down. Don't worry about it. Like I would. I would have a nervous breakdown. Just that, like. Tr- yeah. You, just, you never just tried tr- it, man. Just, 
Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's Listen, horrible. just because I said I might do it does not mean I will do it. That was me yesterday. Me today is a little bit less sure of himself. <laughs> I, but I think you should do it because because uh, clearly you have you have both these capabilities in you. You know, yeah. if you can if you can sort of sit there at the guitar and actually have stuff come out spontaneously, I think I think that's really interesting. And and yeah. it might you know it might it might not have a, a a very high percentage hit rate of of actually coming up with you know, something that you, that you really like, but, um, if you, if you can do it and you can, and you can do it enough to, and, uh, yeah, I've got enough song. I've got, I've got at least 15, 20 songs of that type that I've already right. discarded. They're in a drawer that's going like, well, what are you going to do with this drawer? Are you going to take it to the right. scrap heap? You're going to give it to somebody else. Maybe they can make a cabinet out of it. But I, I think I could do it, you know, but I then have a problem. The other problem is that when I come up with an idea, it's like, great, that could be a sort of like song of least resistance but maybe it could be a song of most resistance. Which right. do I put it on? Then it's stuck on the fence. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine, isn't it? Uh, I've, I've, I've had that a few times where there, there's a, where there's a song and you think, Oh, this, you know, this is a nice little throwaway pop moment. And then you're like, Oh, but what if it's about death? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. What do yeah. you do? You know, how did you decide? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it stayed a throwaway pop song, that one. <laughs> oh, you went that way. I always fall into the death pile, onto the death, the death side of the fence, yeah. <laughs> but, but my but my, my, my album I did with the jazz is that that's a whole album about death. So uh, so I think I've I've done I've done enough of that. I love the fact that you've done cool. essentially a live album about death. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I know you've got a song to go and write and you're going to enjoy your creative weekend. Um, yeah. I, I would love it if you play a song, if you're up to it, man. If you're not, you know, it's up to yourself. I, I forgot that you were going to ask me that. Um, yeah, I can I can do that. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll just stick it on this mic and hopefully it'll... Do as you please, man. Work. Whatever you want, man. I'm totally happy with whatever you decide. All right, I'll, I'll drag this mic over near the piano. Awesome, and, uh, man. You, you, can, you can look at my butt while I'm singing. Brilliant, thanks. <laughs> uh, probably, if I stick it somewhere like here, you might, it might pick up cool. everything. And it's on Omni, so... Uh, nice. There we go. Right. <clears throat> I guess I'll... I'll here we go. Crazy to stay by my side So I 
let's stand and let's sing and there are these beautiful things if you know the places they Playing tunes that mean nothing to you But you can dance better With the devil you know All along I was taught To keep my head above the water But I might just prefer it below Yes and maybe the greatest of heroes Inhabit the stories That nobody hears Yes, and maybe the songs that could have brought you to life weren't allowed to come close to your ears. So to hell with the world, I still love you, my girl. You've been crazy to stay by my side. So let's stand and let's sing, and there are these beautiful things if you know places they hide and they'll hide from you darling they will so beautiful so so beautiful man I can't believe you played that song man it's uh, I've yeah I just uh, I have a tear in the corner of my eye man I'd give oh, you a well, big uh, I'd give you a big hug <laughs> for that David I'll tell you if I was there thank you so much man oh you're, you're very welcome I've not I've not played that for a while now I'm surprised I remembered it <laughs> oh dude well look Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about songwriting, man. I really, really loved it. It's been brilliant. Um, oh, oh, me too. It's 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 my favourite thing to talk about. So I'm, uh, I hope I haven't waffled on too much. No, you haven't, man. I'm sure we could keep chatting about it. You know. Hopefully, I'll come down and see you soon, man. I'll come down to you're you're in Eastbourne or Brighton or That's, where? yeah, yeah, Eastbourne. Okay, yeah. The the place where all the magic happens. That's right. Yeah. Well, I lived yeah. in Brighton for a year last year, but we had to move. Oh, yeah. But we're in Suffolk now, so. Oh, lovely. Man, have, have a fantastic day of songwriting. 
Thanks, yeah. I will do. You too. And I'll talk to you again, man. Take care, mate. Yeah, I look forward to hearing your, your two albums. Oh, yeah. I'll hit you up. <laughs> yeah, do. All right, dude. See you soon, David. Take care. Take, cheers. Take care, man. Wow. I don't really know what to say about that. Um, I think that episode has been just a huge journey, really. Uh, I, I guess I should explain. I, I do these outro things and intro things like after I re-listened to the podcast to just to sort of absorb it and and uh, relate to it again. Um, and in doing so, I, I, I was compelled to do the outro straight away. I haven't done the intro yet, but I tell you, this it's such a journey. That whole episode felt like a journey. Uh, and David Ford was so gracious with his insight into his own processes. And, and I think he comes from a completely different place, songwriting-wise, to me. Like, he's meticulous and, 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 I guess, hugely crafty with how he writes stuff. But it really, like, to me, it comes from somewhere deep within. And that, that performance of To Hell With The World at the end there just uh, hits me. It hits me every time I hear it. And he played that for me. And I just thank you so much, David Ford, for doing that. That really, really sort of rounded off the whole conversation. It felt like such a journey. I've already said that. I know I keep saying it. I guess you get the same impression yourselves from that. Um, what a lovely episode. Uh, and I think some absolutely incredibly useful information for anybody who's on a life of song or anybody who's into David's music. It's just a wonderful character in the, in the, in the music scene. And uh, I, again, would like to especially thank him for taking some time out of his studio day to come and talk to me. I hope his songwriting process went well. Um, thank you again everybody for showing up and tapping the flow uh, I would love to hear from you you can drop me a line and drop a line and let me let me know what you think of the episodes and stuff uh, it would be wonderful to hear some plans for the future involve putting more of a blog process on the website just tappingtheflow.com we're going to expand that and, uh, and see where the journey takes us um, next week uh, next weekend, actually, we're going to have our first uh, Zoom hangout with the previous guests on the show. I'm hoping most of them can come. And uh, we're going to play, hang out, shoot the breeze, gun the gale, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I will be putting that up soon so you can enjoy it as long as the artists are happy. That's going to be really interesting. And that's one of the benefits of this, the Flow Tapper community, of which I hope everybody can you know, avail of. Because I want to sort of spread some creative information as well so you can be creative and bring it into your daily life um, I am still blown away by that episode I have to say that was phenomenally interesting and what a joy to be involved in that I'm a lucky man um, so anyways until next time uh, I hope you have a wonderfully creative moment in your life every day and uh, thanks for tapping the flow see you again soon bye bye